When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Guess here, Gianni. And our guest. What's up, Gianni? Thanks for joining us. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Doing well. How are you guys? Oh, uh, just you know, we're just trying licking to licking our wounds, man. We're licking yeah. our wounds, man. It's basically it's like it's like when a shark how to fight. <laughs> you don't see the shark, you don't never see the shark hurt. Talking to any any other shark, but we're doing it right now, man. We're licking our wounds. It feels terrible. And but it's a Saturday night game. loss, so you know you still got the NFL games yesterday and today. So it feels like you left the dance early, you know. Yeah, does yeah. it doesn't and, help. And, you know? and watching Buffalo hurts so bad right now. It's, it's, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so um, let me uh, let me introduce you, everybody. This is Yanni. Let me see if I can try not to butcher your. Stay in name. Spanish. Maybe it works. Caracas. That's pretty good. What? How do you pronounce it? Yanni Caracas. 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 In right. Spanish. Literally in Spanish. I don't know. Oh, that's man. a Greek name, man. That's a Greek name. No, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, like, correct, yeah. but if but you read it, kinda, it yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the way you pronunciate it, if correct, you read it in Spanish, because French mm-hmm. is, I mean, uh, coaches is Hispanic. It says, like you said, not with your amazing accent, of course. Kuraki, but... Kuraki. There you go. Yeah, roll the R. It sounds real good. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. Tell us, so tell us what you do. Where do you, you know, where, where do you work? And Yeah, you... yeah. So I'm a sports anchor and reporter at WPBF and uh, West Palm Beach. So, you know, we're the local ABC affiliate in Palm Beach County and up the Treasure Coast. So pretty much from Boca all the way up to Vero Beach. And uh, I cover the Dolphins, among other teams in South Florida. But uh, I'm at all their home games. I generally go to the Wednesday and sometimes Friday practices during the week. Uh, This is my third season covering the Dolphins. Uh, I'm I'm actually a New Englander. I covered the Patriots for eight years prior to this, uh, but moved down with the family a few years back. So um yeah i'm oftentimes at all the home games um uh, i didn't go to kansas city uh probably thankfully because of how cold it was but uh follow that one closely but so yeah i've been covering the dolphins now for three seasons and uh just listen i don't know if you guys listened into greer and mcdaniel earlier today but um was having that stuff on for the 6 p.m newscast 
although we had a tornado warning up here, so I just got wiped Ooh. out. So I was going to be on the news about 15 minutes ago, but easy day for me. Uh, tornado warnings. Hope everyone's okay. Wiped out the sportscast today. Wow. All right. So what did you what did you get out of that press conference? Because I I literally watched it before we went on live. Yeah. Um, well, you sort of knew, right, that Chris Greer wasn't going to say all that much that was going to give you a whole lot of information. But um, I thought the Tua thing, you know, is obviously their biggest question. And he said he he spoke with Tua's agent or Tua throughout the year, but they didn't talk contract. Uh, they'll address it this offseason. But um, when someone asked about the $50 million going rate, uh, I thought it was sort of funny. McDaniel jumped in there and said, oh, are you Tua's agent? Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. It was sort that, of yeah. like this uneasy moment there. And I don't think Tua is in that ballpark. So it'll really be interesting to see, you know, do they let it ride for the fifth year of his rookie deal? Do they give him a huge extension? Or do they sort of go the Kirk Cousins route and play it through? And then then you get into the franchise tag mode. So the Tua thing was huge. Um I thought it was interesting when Greer mentioned, you know, happy for, you know, Wilkins. He had a great year. He bet on himself. Um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, and then just, you know, in terms of how the team played in their reaction, you could tell they were sort of tiptoeing around, you know, uh, especially Greer, how he really felt. So, um, you know, you just sort of got to read between the lines of these things because they don't say a whole lot, you know, outwardly. What were your uh, thoughts on when they were speaking about the uh, the draft picks and Chris Greer's uh, line of thinking and like, you know, hey, if something comes across my table and yeah. I'm picking go, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that the Dolphins should be looking to try to keep it or or we should we keep our options open for that impact player? You know what I mean? Because we have been getting a lot of players in that 25, 26 range, you know what I mean, that could, you know, be a part of the core as well. So. I mean, what are your thoughts on the on on that on that I mean, part of it? A, when you haven't had a first rounder for you know a little while, I feel like you want to cash in on that pick. You know, assuming you get it right, right? There's no guarantee a first round pick is going to hit. We've seen so many not hit over the years. Um, but I think if you're, I think if you're McDaniel in your career, you, you know, you want to get high level young players because most of this roster. Uh, you know, is either on their second contract or the tail end of their first contract. You don't have a lot of first, second, third year guys that are really standout players. You know, Jalen Waddle, I guess, would be the exception. Um, so I think getting younger can certainly help and being on under control. Uh, that that rookie contract is so key for NFL franchises to have good players on a rookie contract. Hey. Yanni, uh, thank you for your time. I uh, just just want to get in. This is French Claypool. Um, what what would you say? Because just listening to a little bit of that Chris Greer interview, he they they mentioned maybe like kind of that thirty percent turnover that you typically have within a given roster. And yeah, we have our uh, draft picks, but do you think you know kind of based on what you're saying as far as kind of getting assets in that younger range, you know, maybe, you know, taking the chance on, you know, some of these other guys in the league, depending on what some of these other franchises do. I, I look specifically at the tight end and um, or specifically the tight end position to help take this office to the next level. Yeah. I think, you know, in free agency, if it's not like a Tyree kill or, you know, someone like, you know, those big splashes, you know, that was a trade, but 
a lot of the free agency pickups that help teams or or guys that I don't want to say you haven't heard of, but are guys like you said, offensive line or or maybe not a bona fide high end tight end, but someone who can add depth or quality to that position. So, like a lot of teams that grow depth and increase the level of play in the middle of their roster. It's a lot of like day two free agent guys, right? So the day one guys get all the huge headlines when everyone's spending all that money. But the Dolphins, they're going to have to figure out how they maneuver the whole cap situation because they're up against it. So um, I don't know how many high ticket price items they can afford, right? So, um, but yeah, the tight end position, like you mentioned, obviously has to be addressed. I think I'm surprised McDaniel, you know, Gasicki wasn't a blocking tight end and and coming from San Francisco, we wanted, you know, a tight end that blocked, but uh, I'm surprised they didn't do more with that position this year, pretty much just being Durham Smythe. Oh man. Uh, thank you for your time, but a uh, quick question. What are you doing with Christian Wilkins? You giving him, you giving him the bag, how they say in these streets, he giving him the bag. <laughs> Man, it's tough. He had a great year, and it's those def- those high end defensive tackles just don't grow on trees. And you know, he's a homegrown guy. You know him. He knows you. But I think you you probably let him go out to the market, see what's out there, and say, "Hey, I think Christian Wilkins likes playing for the Dolphins." You say, "Hey, see what you can get out there. We'll try to match." If it's a number you can't get to, he probably has to walk. But I'd like to keep him back, but there's only so much money they have, right? So he – I don't know what the market is like for a defensive tackle. I don't know the league well enough to know who else is hitting the market at that position. But, um, you know, him and Sealer, man, really came on, had a great year there on the line. So I don't know. So, I mean, the Xavier Howard thing could be interesting too, right? Because I think he's owed, what, $25 million and he has no guarantees. So – <laughs> he could go make his own team at BTs by the river, whatever he wants. <laughs> um, so that would free up some money, but um, I like Wilkins as a player. Um, I don't know how far, you know, Greer was saying they spoke, you know, about contract stuff prior to the year. I don't, I wonder how far apart they were. I don't know if there's been any reporting on, on how far apart they are. I just don't think we make, we pull the plug when he's asking for double the money that, with the guy next to him had more sacks than him. So yeah. He, I don't think he could. I don't think he, I don't think Christian Wilkins has any, like any gambling chips, any bargaining chips anymore. When the guy right next to him is probably going to go to the knock on the door. Hey, I need more money. Cause you're giving him 26. I'm getting 10. Nah, I need more money than this guy. So it's going to be a problem. I think I'll, I'm take, I'll take your approach, but with the, with the like, ah, I'm not going to match anything. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone. He's, I bet he's probably gone. Um, he'll probably get he'll probably get the bag from some other team. Hmm. All right, so <clears throat> you know we're doing that. Let's, um, Gianni. I want to ask you about Mike McDaniel's job so far uh, in the two years that he's been here coaching. Um, how would you assess his overall growth? And would you say there's a there's a there's a part of his, I wouldn't say game, but uh, a part of his coaching that definitely leads needs to be improved, in your opinion. So I think 
I mean, when you consider Brian Flores won, what, 10 games and nine games his last two years, and now McDaniels won nine games and now 11 games. Um, while the product has been better, the, the win total and the, the, the playoff victories have not really increased. The playoff victories, of course, have gone nowhere. But I'm if I'm Stephen Ross, I'm happy with Mike McDaniel, the hire so far. I mean, when you go back two years, this guy wasn't even calling plays for the 49ers, all a projection at what he could be, you know, as this innovative, smart guy from Yale. But he was the running game coordinator for the 49ers. So I think his offense has proved to be innovative um, and obviously highly productive early in the seasons. It's tailed off now twice. Um, so I think his strengths are as a play caller. I don't know why there's some rumblings that maybe hand over play calling duties. I, I think that's his strength as a play caller. Um, that's primarily why he got the job. But I will say some of the in-game stuff, he hasn't had a lot of success with challenges. Um, some of the timeout stuff, some of that in-game stuff that a lot of first-year, first-time coaches struggle with can be an issue. I do think his players like him. He's clearly a player's coach. Um, he goes to bat for his guys. He wants them to succeed. He seems to have a good rapport with them. Um, I guess my only – the only thing he needs is I think he needs a little bit more of the toughness, the, you know, the team struggling, it's cold weather, it's games in December and January. And there's, I feel like the team just lacked a little bit of that, you know, old school football toughness, but that's not really his style and he wants to be authentic to who he is. So that's not getting on his guys and yelling at him and trying to be someone he's not, is not being authentic to himself. So his personality is what it is. I think he's great offensively, but I think there was always going to be growing pains. Um, and, you know, he's got Vic Vangio as his DC to sort of handle that side of the ball. So I think some tweaks maybe with the coaching staff, um, you know, but I think he's learning and the more people he relies on that are smart people like hiring Fangio for the DC will only help him. So, but I'm overall, I think if you're a Dolphins fan, you're pleased with what he's done over the last two years, despite no playoff wins to show for it. Are you guys fans? Oh, yeah, I'm all in. Uh, a, little all in. a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you know, having we've never spoken before, so I don't know where you. No, no, no. We're, I, I think we're, I, I'd like to say that. Oh, it looks like Chad just dropped out. Um, yeah, it looks like. I think we're all we're all facing in the right direction, um, as far as Mike is concerned, as far as the quarterback position is concerned. Um, I wouldn't say that we're a part of you know quote unquote two and on, because nobody's out, out of out of the realm of of, uh, of uh, criticism. But um, but 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 you can criticize your guy. That's exactly that's exactly what I was. What, what are you talking about, friend? And 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 I'm all in. Anybody that's anybody that's not all in can go back to the Ryan Tannehill days, or the or the or the Adam Gase era, or the Joe Philbin era. But this right here, we got our guy, we got our coach. Ride it out, ride it out. Yeah, that everybody's so obsessed with instant gratification. It happening on our watch because we want it now. Listen, that Detroit fan, season ticket holder. For almost six to six years, and he finally gets this. You know what I mean? Like, guys, it's it's part of the journey. 
It's part of the journey. Got to ride it out. Anything else, friends? You good? He <laughs> <laughs> good? Nah, so let's pivot over to two is the quarterback situation. What's your position on that? <clears throat> so I think Tua is a good quarterback. He led the league in passer rating last year. He led the league in passing yards this year. Obviously, he plays better when the conditions are better, when all those guys are healthy, like any quarterback would. He's, you know, struggled in cold weather and and some big situations. Uh, but even if he's the, you know, I don't have a list in front of me, even if he's the, call it the 12th best quarterback in the NFL or the 11th, you know, some some of these guys are moving up now. C.J. Stroud maybe is in that top 10 now. Um, I agree with fr- what Frenchie was saying. I think he's your guy. I think paired with McDaniel – They've done a lot of really good things together. Um, and I think if you can get him to a number, like it was, I don't know if it was coincidental or it just happened this way, but Mahomes signed his deal and then Allen signed his deal and then Burrow signed his deal. Tua is not in that class in my estimation. So it can't be that Tua is now going to get more than those guys or equal to those guys. So if he can get at a number – below those guys, just below that he's comfortable with, I think you sign him to a long-term deal. Um, I think it could get messy if you let him go, if you don't sign him and this is the last year of his deal, and then are you franchise tagging him? And then that can get a little – and then at that point, you know, the franchise tag gets expensive on a year-to-year basis. So uh, I think if you can get a number with him that uh, you're comfortable with that's just below those premier top five guys, I think you, you do it. And as you guys know, following the Dolphins, as long as you have, um, finding a good, sustainable quarterback isn't easy. Um, so I don't know if you want to go uh, into the scrap heap of, of free agency or through the draft again. But I think I think Tua right now is you stay the course with him and McDaniel. Where do you guys fall on that? You got to keep him. You keep him. Uh, I I disagree with uh, – I don't care about the money uh, between him and Joe Burrows. I don't think Joe Burrows is better than Tua. I think if you you give him what you give him, you put him in a, the same platform, I, I'm taking Tua. Uh, I think we uh, – a lot of us have the, – the level, the, the step that Tua took this year, it's, it's like pool's goal because he had to, like, overcompensate for – like, people talk, oh, he has a great process and he's a one-week quarterback because – and he also, and they also say he's a one-read quarterback because he has to let, let the ball go in 2.4, 2.4 seconds. Your offensive line—they're not winning. They're, they can't hold passes. They're not sustaining these these battles. And look at—I make—I <clears throat> make cases for Austin Jackson being a great uh, right tackle, but Austin Jackson's getting dog walked in a lot of these matchups. So I want to see him with an actual really good line. And a, and, a, and, a, and a more balanced offense because after Tyreek and Waddle, it's nothing out here. See, the, Cedric Wilson is not, nowhere to be found. We have no tight ends. We don't pass the ball to the running back, which is mad weird to me when you have HN and these speedsters, which is crazy to me. But it also gives me like an outlook to next year, to the growth of next year. So I don't, I'm not giving him the bag like Lamar Jackson, none of these guys. But I think if you, if you have a, t- a tier two, you put them in two, tier two and a half. And let it ride with that, because he's not tier three. When you put him at tier three, you, you're talking about these other like lesser than quarterbacks. So you have to like figure out a, a balance. Where, where I'm, I'm with you in the, in the pay. Yeah. And I think the the big thing that 
is good for the Dolphins is they he had to prove this year that he could stay healthy, right? I remember this time last year we were like, is Tua some people was he going to play football again? Right, How did he right. avoid concussions? So right. having played 17 games this year was huge for him, um, and he's gotten better every year. So um, and that's something McDaniel said as long as he continues to go like this in the learning process. Uh, but you're you know. Obviously, we saw the limitations with the offense, with Terry being banged up and Waddle out and Mostert out. So, um, you know, the offense from the Denver game scoring 70 wasn't the same thing we saw in Baltimore versus Baltimore, Buffalo, and KC. Right. No, go ahead, Chad. No, I was just going to say, like, I think the inconsistencies with the offensive line played a big part. Um, in his performance this season, like we we overall got a better performance than we're traditionally accustomed to, but it, it always seems like whenever those guys get pushed back into to his face, those those passes start to sail high, and we start to see a little bit of the inaccuracies and things come in where you don't traditionally see that with him. You know what I mean? Um, he's had some moments that this year where he's able to showcase some really good things. But there's still a lot of things that he does need to work on, being making smarter decisions, living for the next play. You know what I mean? It's not trying to make the most out of every rep. There's a bunch of things that he needs to work on as a quarterback. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's a tough situation, especially when you have the Daniel Jones and of the world and, and these other guys making, you know, 40 plus million dollars for you to say, like, hey, this guy isn't worth it. You know what I mean? Because he's way better. Than those guys. If you want to say he's not better than Lamar or Joe Burrow, he hasn't accomplished as much. Okay, I get that. But with with Daniel Jones's situation, I think that like kind of like how what Christian Kirk did to the wide receiver market, it's kind of plateaued in a sense where it's like it's kind of disrespectful if you come at anything under forty million now. Yeah, yeah, you can't make less than Daniel Jones. That right. That contract's probably making a lot of a lot of GMs angry at this point. Yeah, I said Kyler Murray, man. I blame Kyler Murray. He's the one that started it off. He's he's the he's the issue. Kyler Murray well, well, and Kirk Cousins. Is a Kyler, Kyler Murray's a far more talented quarterback than Daniel Jones. Like facts, facts. But he's he, yeah, he, he's two hundred or something. Like he's yeah, ridiculous money. And then the Sean Watson one in the OD. Let me get all oh, of this. Yeah, bro. And he's and he hasn't played well. He's he played well prior to getting paid, but since he's gotten paid, he hasn't lived up to that deal. So that can kind of hurt the market too, right? When these guys start getting paid and they aren't living up to their contracts, and the owners start looking at them like, "Well, we shouldn't be giving these guys as much money," you know. So it's a give and take, man. But it's a tough situation because he's proven so much, but he still has so much to prove. But you're in a window in which you kind of got to make a decision within the next year or so. So. I don't know if you'll even play on the uh, fifth-year option. We're better than Daddy Jones. Oh, well, for sure, yeah. But but, but, but let me ask you a question. Is it it an insult if you give him a three-year deal? I don't – I mean – with his yes. with his injury yes. with his durability concerns, I'm not no, sure no, it's, it's, if you it's, accept it's, that. It's, you probably want that security, long term security. What you what you do is you give him a five year deal with a team option with a team opt out at three. Yeah, you probably. Can't come out here, you can't you can't disrespect the kid and be like, ah, just make it sound good, bro. I guess who is make it sound. The NFL is literally the make it sound good league. You make it sound good, ah, ah, ah and he thinks he's getting money. And in three years, if he's not the guy, my brother, hey, listen, Archie Manning, Ewers, there's a bunch of these kids out there. But you got to see it through. He can't walk away from this kid now nah, because you can't tell me Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, and the rest of these 
names are going to be better than the kids. So you got to pay them. You give them a three-year, whatever it is. I would do. With incentives. And if you make an all-pro team, if, if you make, if you win a playoff game, I, I, I bless you again. Make it impossible for him to reach the goals. You remember the old-school Dolphin teams? We used to get Reggie Bush off the field, Ricky yeah. Williams. We'll make it work, man. We'll make it do what it do. But you can't give him the back. You got to respect him, but you can't give him 60. You can't give him that. Go ahead, Yanni. Yeah, if you, if you do that, if you could do that four for 45, so that's 180, four for 180, you think he bites on that? Yeah, I think so. And you you got to you, you, you sprinkle, so make it, make it sound good again. You, you make it sound good and you take it up. Yeah, you put playoff wins as an incentive. Yeah. That would make golf and yeah. happy. If you if you look what we tried to do with Christian Wilkins last season, uh, before be coming into the season, we're like, look, if you get sacks, they try to make it incentivized. And he didn't take the he didn't take the bait, but I think Tua, given his 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 history injury history, which is kind of bogus because he can't even account the, the concussions because whatever is is a freak accident. Today this season he played seventeen games. He back got hurt his shoulder, hurt his back, whatever. He still played through everything, so he kind of showed durability, but you still can't take that chance because he's had two concussions. So one more, he's done. So you really have to go three. Three, three, the, the, the three out type thing. Unless you want to do some Kirk Cousins and just pay him all this guarantee money, and I don't think it, it's going to work with Stephen Ross like it's, that. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. It's going to be mean, very interesting. Three, four for forty-five don't sound bad at all, man. With a, with an opt-out and you front-load it. At the end of the day, it's going to be up to his representation, you know, because he can say yes, this, this, and that. But I mean, their 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 job is to try to get as much money for their client as possible. And especially, about, you know, it's all about the guarantee too. I mean, that right. was the Deshaun Watson contract, really out of control. <laughs> and, and, and listen, and I'm and I'm all for I'm, and I'm all for people making money. You get as much money as you can, you know. But Jesus, listen, man, you you give that contract to a Lamar Jackson that has no off-field situation, right? You don't give it to Deshaun Watson coming off what he's coming off. You yeah. give him the you give him the you could give him the money, but you don't give him all that guarantee. The and Browns, I think, were so desperate they set this bad precedent, and I don't even know who they were competing. I mean, I'd have to go back. Who else was going after Watson? At I mean, obviously the Dolphins were. Ruined. I think it, I think Atlanta. It was Atlanta and a couple Atlanta. other teams that the were interested. Panthers, the Panthers, Atlanta, and the Browns. And the Browns at the end, at the, he said no to the Browns. I think he was going to Atlanta. And at the at the at the final hour or something, I think the the Browns up the guarantee fully guaranteed, and I think that swayed it. I think this was swung it. I think he was going to consider Atlanta. Bro, I, I don't know. That's, but I mean, the down. You can say they shouldn't have or they wouldn't have, but I mean, it's done now. So we we as a team, you know, what I mean, we we got to hope that our guy can fall somewhere in a, in a favorable range for us, but. You still want him to get, you know, his money and be respected and be able to take care of his family. And with his agency, um, they're they're not gonna, <laughs> they're all about their money. Who, who's Tua's agent? Athletes first. Athletes first. Who's Tua's agent? Athletes first. Um, uh, the the what's the guy's name? Oh, Dave, the best. Dave something. Dave David David Mulligetta, Mulligetta, I believe I want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'll tell you right now. And yet the. The issue is, you know, when you have a rookie on their rookie contract, that's really that window where you could try, you know, once they get good and they're on that rookie contract. Then once they get paid, as you've seen, you know, with Kansas City and Buffalo to a certain extent, the, the roster just gets a little bit less good because there's less money in that pot to give to everyone else. So uh, 
this has been a luxury for Chris Greer the last four years, having two on his rookie deal. Right. No, his his actually his agent he's, he says two will now be represented by Ryan Williams and Austin Lyman of often of uh, athletes first. Hey, right, right, right. Okay. He used, to be Lee, he used to be Lee Steinberg. Okay. Oh, it's good. Lee Steinberg. Lee Steinberg was a. I don't like Lee. He was a heavy hitter. <laughs> I didn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does seem though that Greer in his history values high-end talent where uh you know there's a lot of guys on the dolphins roster making a lot of money so if you look at the average salary for the dolphins on like a spreadsheet you know there's however many making a ton of money and then the rest of the roster not making as much so yeah, it's top it's top heavy top heavy right so you look at ramsey and and chubb and obviously tyreek and Xavier howard so by that, if you go by Greer's history, then you know, then he's not going to be afraid to to give two of the the big contract. I, just I mean, think, go ahead, go ahead, coach. No, no, go ahead, Wally. Go ahead. I mean, I, I got some sirens in the neighborhood, so you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I what I was going to say is, you know, uh, it's it's so it's hard to put a number on on a player like that especially a quarterback because you know the balls in his hands at all times and the processing and the responsibilities that a quarterback has versus you got you know the results on the field so what really do you quantify what quantifies the salary because you look at like let's say <clears throat> you had the herbert situation in with the chargers he got paid but he hasn't really done anything outside okay. of you know looking good you know he looks the part, but he's a fourth quarter, you know, interception machine. Um, Lamar obviously is, you know, uh, he's an MVP uh, winner and an MVP probably going to win it again. But his his playoff record is one in three. Obviously, that's going to pro- likely going to change this year. So where do you? What are the variables? Or yeah, what, I think it comes you? down to can this quarterback win you a Super Bowl? And for some of those players like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, we haven't seen it from Lamar, Josh Allen, uh, they can lead you there. Others, you can win a Super Bowl with them as your quarterback. And then there's that third tier of you can't win with that guy. So Tua has yet to prove that he can put the team on his back and win playoff games and win to the Super Bowl. But the team that we saw in September, October, November, if they continue to play that way and injuries didn't happen and – they were hosting as the one seed and they, you know, got to the AFC championship game and we were having this conversation. We'd be like, all right, to it, pay to us. So he has yet to prove it. Like you're saying Herbert has, but it has to come. Can this quarterback, can you win a Super Bowl with this quarterback and how much you need to put around him too? Ideally it's one of those guys like a Mahomes where, you know, he needs some weapons, but he doesn't need everything. Um, and right now, Tua has got a lot of weapons. So if if they can if he can get protection on the offensive line consistently and stay with the weapons, I think you can win a Super Bowl with Tua. So that you know makes him eligible for one of those huge deals. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it's not a, I know it's not an easy uh, an easy an easy answer. I, I get it. I understand that. Um, but I what, think it is, bro. I think it no, is. No, 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 no. The reason. Hold on. Let me. Let me. What I'm trying to say is that. My issue is the the leaning of the far left and the leaning of the far right of give him the ah, give him the money, give him the money because you know 
or don't give him anything because he's not good enough. So it's not that clear cut. And and, and, and mind you, I'm I'm a big fan of him. I, I love the kid. I think he has it. I just think that uh, people people are just don't have the patience to go through the. I mean, you for re, for growing pains to happen, you have to have time, mm. and they and they have to happen whether it be with coaching or with players. And if and and you have to be given that opportunity. And some people just don't want to give that. They okay, you have one chance, you're done. Yeah, I mean, I mean look at Jared. Go- look at Jared Goff this week. I mean, he was exactly the Rams traded him away. He's playing at a high level now. He's got confidence. Look at Jordan, uh, look at Jordan Love. Look, the, the 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 thing is, listen. The thing is that is there's no specific formula, and you know what's inevitable in the NFL. You're gonna fail. You're gonna you're gonna encounter injuries, and you're gonna come back to earth. Like, look, Joe Burrow's and Justin Herbert started with the kitchen on fire. Ah, listen, these guys look apart. Joe Burrow's is in a Super Bowl. Where what are they really doing right now? Right. They're not having the season that you can be like, but they showed you that they can, so you right. pay them off that. Same thing, but now with Tua, you have to be like, all right, he started off bad. Now look, look at what happened with David Carr. David Carr quit. Uh, the number one world, Derek the, the, David Carr didn't get you would have quit in the situation. Tua stuck to it. Terrible coach showed you flashes, and now this finally showed you something. So you have to. It's like a. It's like when you have a, a lefty pitcher on baseball, right? He has that one good season. You give him, you give him the money because you know the stuff is there. You have to give it to him because right. he's gonna go somewhere else and bump. Because if you construct the right team around any quarterback that has any God-given talent, he'll win. Drew Brees is five nine, bro. He's not six one. Stop playing. He's a he's short. You got him the right team around them, and everything worked out. He got you to the boat. Eli Manning. You got everything around him, and it worked out. It's those are two game managers. You could you could you could just as you want. Yep. Drew Brees is a, you know an elite an elite 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 game manager that'll get you stats. But you have to get the right things around these quarterback. And I don't think Tua yet has everything around him. And Patty Mahomes, when the offensive line would look bad in that Super Bowl, it was bad. Day. Yeah. Now yeah. you see now you see Patty Mahomes. Oh my God, he makes his plays, but. He's not putting five thousand passing yards no more. He's it's, it's just talent. It's just mm-hmm. hey, this kid has it. He breaks a run here and there. He's not giving you these gaudy numbers no more. But it's come down to earth. But now you can you can win with it. And I think franchises have to franchises have to make the decision whether once that guy comes down to earth and the money evens out, is he going to be a guy you can win with? And that's where you the conundrum lies. Yeah, guys, I got to run, but it was great jumping on with you. Appreciate it.